right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here, uh, alone, but on the phone once again, Chuck and John, who are both apparently ill with the same flu that got Chandler Parsons and Dylan Brooks. Uh, I don't even know who that was. Chuck, how are you? I'm dying. Dying. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to hear it. I've got, I've got some sort of thing. I'm sweaty, um, but also really cold. Um, my throat is about to close on itself. I'm might not be able to breathe by the end of the podcast. You kind of sound like uh, sound like Blake Griffin at the end of last night's game, actually. Ooh, nine years. I was going to say that's either flu or some horrible allergic reaction to a croissant-witch. Mm. Uh, it's probably the latter. I had one yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Keith. Are we sure we believe this? Uh, this illness is real? I don't know. Are we, are we sure that Chuck's not just pulling a Kevin Love right now? Yeah, he could. He could. Guys, be, gonna, he could be pulling a Kevin I'm, Love. I'm gonna have to uh, bow out for the rest of the episode and let you guys take care of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, John, what are your symptoms? Uh, virtually identical. Um, it's just the flu. You know, the good old-fashioned government shutdown flu. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When it's I, you know it's the centers of disease control go out of business for three days, sixty nine hours. Sixty nine hours. How long the uh, the government shut down, and all of a sudden I'm just sick as a dog. I blame Trump. I blame Trump for many things. However, uh, good job, government people. I, I give you guys a lot of grief for nailing the shutdown right at sixty nine hours, just sheerly for the amusement of Twitter. I do, Love it. Uh, I do appreciate that. Well, with you guys in your uh, less than ideal states, did you have breakfast? Well, my breakfast—it's uh, uh, kind of kind of ties into my apologies because I meant to take Theraflu, but I think I took Hiawaska tea. Because uh, t- correct me if I'm wrong, but so I wake up from the slumber, and yesterday. Kawhi is suddenly embittered and burdened in San Antonio. Cleveland thinks that Kevin Love is faking an illness and is completely uh, sabotaging the team. And suddenly, Woj has sources in Cleveland. And then uh, we had another insane night of basketball culminating in a uh, like fake trade tease with DeAndre Jordan. So really, I, I think whatever, whatever it is I'm, I'm taking, it can't be real. Did whatever, you say whatever uh, I've had for breakfast is completely insane? Did you say Hiawaska? Yeah, because that I think that's a like a mashup of Hiawatha. That's what I was hearing. Pre-colonial Native American <laughs> and Ayahuasca. The, yeah, the hallucinogen. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think I think Woj might be on maybe something hallucinogenic. I don't. I suddenly do not believe. Woj bombs anymore. Ever since how do you not believe him? Ever since he made they got like 180 characters and he starts writing little stories, they've gotten weirder and weirder. I also think ESPN 
like specifically has put as part of his contract, you have to stir the pot. Like your your bomb should be stirring the pot because they're just creating more news. I don't feel like this is a the Kevin Love story especially. Like he doesn't normally have sources in Cleveland, and all of a sudden he's tweeting out these things about this team meeting where the the owner or, or the the GM was there, the coach was there, and they all accused. Kevin Love of faking an illness and people were, were to tears and then Kevin had to defend himself. It, I don't know, it barely feels like news. It's just like he's now the rumor report of personal relationships and how can I try to stir the pot. Same thing with all the Kawhi news in San Antonio. Like, where's well, the, he, the data? Show me the data. In, it feels like he's roping in, you know, even more like reputable sources than himself. Like, he's mentioning, like, Group reporting between him and Zach Lowe, so ESPN employee. Pretty, yeah, it's I'm telling you, weird. I, I think ESPN is going all entertainment news, less actual news, just going straight entertainment angle. And they're, they're Zach Lowe. I mean, they're cutting Zach Lowe's checks, and they're just like, uh, hey, we gotta we, we gotta push these uh these TMZ style stories to get <clears> the clicks. That I means guess I just, I guess I just don't. Go ahead, Chuck. Sorry. No, I just think that if that's the case, then there's room for us. Because we're, <laughs> we're not doing any real reporting. Well, we're not making up stories either. I think our, I think I mean, our, our conspiracy tales are, are clearly identified as, as fictional entertainment. Oh, you think <laughs> we're, we're, no, we're no, no guys of, of, of news breaking. I was just about to bring up that I think Isaiah Thomas is uh, Woj's mole, so maybe we are making up stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because Woj used to have no sources in Cleveland. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, he's got all this, this this locker room Juice. talk. Is it is it is it is it IT or is it Crowder? Who is it? Well, who is I, who is his mole? Who who, who else is the would Kim it be? Philby? Who is the Kim Philby? I think operation? it's uh, it's probably Derrick Rose. It's oh, Dwayne Dwayne Cleophis Wayne. <laughs> That's who he is. It's him. He's the sleeper agent sent to destroy the Cleveland Cavaliers from the inside by the godfather, Pat Riley. And if you guys don't see it by now, there's nothing I can do for you. And I don't know who it was who pointed it out, but they were mad at Kevin Love for missing a game for being sick. Derrick Rose left for two months because he felt bad. Yeah. Like he just had, he's like, I got to get right. I'm out. Derrick Rose out. So peace. Yeah, I don't know. Chuck, what did you uh what did you have for breakfast? Uh I I didn't eat. I just had orange juice. Um it was the uh it was acidic uh to the back of my throat. That's how I learned that my throat um probably has some sort of lesions on the you gotta back. Get of it. on my liquid level. Throat lesions? Whoa. <laughs> Probably. I, I'm afraid to look. Is is orange juice your go-to? Wade is everywhere in this podcast. Is uh, orange juice your go-to sick drink, or do you have a go-to sick food? Um, I mean, I usually just eat the same garbage I I normally eat, um, and it exacerbates the problem and leaves me sicker for days longer than I need to if I would just eat a damn vegetable. I've right, got but, the ramen ramen regimen, Chuck. Follow me. That's a good move. Ramen I got some regimen. ramen. I got yeah. I got like ten cents a pack ramen at my house. Do you it. You can really do good things with that. The Lord's work. Well, you guys, that's, that'll help you also stay hydrated. You get get plenty Indeed. of fluids, guys. My breakfast. I just had the traditional black coffee, and I had some of my wife's. She makes her own dairy free breakfast bars. She's been going dairy free for the sake of the babies who don't really like it. 
And uh, so, so I had, I had like a blackberry homemade breakfast bar. It was delicious. It was tasty, and it was a little bit sweet, fulfilling uh, most of That's your wheelhouse. My desires there. All right. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? Michael Jordan, I'm sorry. I doubted you for the flu game forever, and now I'm feeling the pain. Yeah. I'm feeling the pain. I can't even look at my iPad correctly today. I have the Slack open, and I don't even know where I am. Joe Yoder's talking to me. I tried to open up the Ringer just now and open up Brazzers.com. Mm. The whole, everything's gone. Back ass words, boys. Uh, we, we also had this issue last week, John. How about you right. close the Patreon-only Slack window yeah, don't during do the podcast? No, I've got them croissant queries on the readies. Okay. Wow. Whenever you're ready. Last time you said, uh, sorry, I missed what you guys were talking about. Uh, my phone was blowing up with the Slack. <clears throat> to which Chuck were like, well, why in the world are you on the uh, Patreon-only Slack chat? During look, recording. Pickle, look, pickle pickums a thing. It's it got to be done. It's got to be done. You're right. But if any group of people would be understanding of... Uh, you not paying attention to Slack chat for an hour and a half. It's the people who pay us to uh, hang out on that Slack chat. So. <laughs> All right, uh, Chuck, you got anything you need to make amends for? I'm. I apologize that we didn't. We we podcasted too early last week. Um, we we got heavy into the into the fisticuff talk um, with all the fun stuff going on with the Baca and James Johnson and, and the like. And we missed the wonderful, uh, Aaron Aflalo and what's his name? Bielitsa. Nemanja Bielitsa. Yeah. We were, Nemanja. One, we were hours early on that one. Yeah. We, yeah. If we would have, if we would have just waited the podcast, we would have, um, been able to talk about how, Aflalo basically whiffed on Bielitsa, and then Bielitsa put him in. John, what is that wrestling move? Was that, that like would a... be a front chancery? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's why we. That's why we go to Burr on things like that. Um, He's got and, him in yeah, a good old-fashioned headlock. It was a beautiful little headlock, and could have could have put him to bed if he wanted to. Oh yeah, he shut it down. As our uh, as my guest last week, Sirat Sohi said, uh, Bielitsa could have walked around with Aflalo all day if he wanted to. Oh, yeah. Just like could have, could have gone to the grocery store, could have gone out to eat, the whole like For a sure. flawless just flailing, and he's like, "I got this guy. This, this, this guy tried to hit me. Now, now I own yep. him. I must protect my family. <laughs> I must protect my family." That fight was that fight was one of my favorite things. It's hard to call it a fight. Just the one arm subduing of him, putting the other one in the air, pretending I'm not doing anything. Like I'm not, I'm not hitting him. I'm not hitting him. Yeah. Oh man, that was incredible. And that should be a lesson to everybody. Just because you're, you know, because on, you know, on a scale of, you know, one to ten, I'd probably rank Aflalo higher on like tough, like uh, as a tough person than Bielitsa. But he's got like, but you Bielitsa's were wrong. Got, like, you now I was know, wrong. You now know you were wrong. Well, here's the thing, though. It's not tough. It's Bielitsa's got six inches on him. You kind of have to realize that it was something I learned growing up is you just don't mess with the tall, lanky kid. You know, no, rangy. If you've got if you've got reach, you've you've got a you know a severe advantage. And uh, yeah, 
Bielitsa just hemmed him up. He put him in that, like, hey, buddy, we're not going to do this, Holt. I like, hey, long, how about you calm down? I have long held that there are only three real attributes to fighting. And I, I put them in this I put them in this order. Size, experience, and then most importantly, meanness. Because if that guy yeah. will just take your eyeball out, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to reach into someone's head and take their eyeball out. Uh, However, shout out Deadwood. my opponent. Yeah, <laughs> the captain versus Dan, <laughs> Dan Doherty versus the captain. Oh man, yeah. If I, I'm not, if if that guy's willing to take your, you know, your orbs, I would say yeah. Ha- hashtag fictional things I can't erase from my brain. <laughs> well, my my apology uh, is I forgot briefly talking about haircuts of NBA teams. I briefly did attribute incorrectly Sam Decker to still being on the Rockets. And we do know. Easy to do. Easy yeah, to do. He has actually moved on to the Clippers. So maybe uh, I have no uh, strikes against the Houston for their for their their team hairstyles. We also should point out that uh, we get a lot of feedback about the game of scones regarding players being suspended and banned. Very confusing. And Very I think, it, yeah, I think there's just a lot of confusion in records. What is a suspension? Like who got banned? Because we have guys like Roy Tarpley who were banned from the NBA for life. Uh, things like that. So I think we got most of them, most of them right. But it was a, it was a, it was a fun game of scones. But at the at the end of the day, I just wanted to exhibit that you guys really, really knew your uh, NBA uh, scandals. Yeah. All right. So well, I mean, are- after after the the Ibaka James Johnson thing, I went on a YouTube like fight hole for like three hours. It's really so fun. I I came in I came into that podcast well prepared to speak on fisticuffs. The, the, the fight hole, that's where that's where Bane is from, right? Yes. Yeah. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the only good thing about the flu is I can do Bane all day. I'll just do Bane the rest of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Victory has defeated you. Uh, so those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we move to our steak and eggs best thing, I believe John has opened the Patreon Slack chat, like he said earlier, and has some croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. These are questions submitted by our Patreon supporters. John, what do we have? Justin Barrett asks, which NBA team that has not won an NBA championship is most likely to win one first? And if so, when? Oh, that, Keith, that requires knowledge answer? of knowing which NBA teams have not won a title. Uh, well, the first two that jump off of my head are the Thunder and Raptors because those are like the only two good teams that haven't won a title. They've never won it. Yeah. So let's start there. Um, so here, here, here's our list. Thunder, Nets, Grizzlies, Hornets, Raptors, Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Nuggets, Pacers, Magic, Timberwolves, Pelicans. Hmm. So who do we think is going to win the soonest. I still have to go with Thunder Raptors just because they are the closest. Uh, although that looking at that list, uh, Pelicans are somewhat interesting, although that's a, a whole nother debate. Well, my, my thought on this is we have to think about windows, right? And I, I think golden state, unless something crazy happens is probably going to be, you know, going out of the uh, the West to the finals for the next 20 years. 
<laughs> and, uh, and and so I, anybody from the, the West, I probably wouldn't take. Um, LeBron, seeing uh, as that he's leaving to uh, Los Angeles to become a Laker at the end of the season, um, that leaves a wide open hole in the East, which means, you know, maybe a team like Milwaukee. Um, they've won with, before. But they've won. Oh, they've, oh yeah, with... Uh, with good old Lewis I gave you the Kareem, list. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, hey, look, that, that's why I'm Sixers saying the Raptors. Won. The Raptors have uh, they've got one of the best front offices. They seem to yeah. be able to plug in players. I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon, but they at least seem somewhat capable. So yeah, I'm looking at this list of teams. The best teams currently, you know, it's it's the Raptors, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves. I don't think they're going to win the title in this current iteration of their teams. So I think my answer is going to be actually the Los Angeles Clippers. And that's not uh-huh. based on any players that are currently even in the NBA. I'm just looking mm-hmm. at this list of teams, and it's like they have a extreme billionaire owner who's incredibly competitive, yeah, and they Ballmer, have the yeah. they have the big market advantage. So I see them as having an advantage over like the Pelicans. Like the Pelicans have Anthony Davis, and they they could have him for the next five or six years, you know. But just them being in such a small market, being so limited by the money, and probably never going to pay the luxury tax as long as the Benson family like controls that team. I don't think they have a chance of putting together, you know, unless they get lucky. So I, I would, I would say the Clippers, I think, have the best chance just based on the incredibly deep pockets of their competitive owner. I'm going to go with most obvious answer is Raptors, but to me, the best answer is probably Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. That you know, Cat can continue to grow. Tibbs has Jimmy Butler leading the team now. The, the, you know, they're already, you know, a, a upper echelon Western playoff team right now. Yeah. So why not? They they seem in the best position. All right. Joe Yoder asks, if you could add any event to All-Star Weekend, whether it be a real thing or some random something you made up, what would it be? Chuck, why don't you answer first? Well, I mean, in the light of the recent events in the NBA, uh, with all the fights, a fight we, we failed to mention, by the way, was uh, Chris Dunn getting his teeth knocked out by the floor. Yeah, uh, horrifying. It Dislocated was tooths. He left teeth prints on the hardwood um, there in Chicago. Uh, I, I would like to see... Get that Bluetooth um, device. <laughs> I, I would like to see uh, NBA players, you, could, you get to pick one player who you can fight in a, in a ring, uh, MMA or, uh, boxing or like whatever fencing, if you're from Europe, um, and like just work, <laughs> work out your aggression. And I just want to see who can escape Nemanja Bielitsa's uh, front chancery. Who can escape thing. his front face lock? It'll lock you up. He'll, he'll, he'll let you calm down. It was, uh, he, he had a quote. I, I don't remember <laughs> specifically, but Bielitsa was like, yeah, I was trying to help him. Because he was wild, like he wasn't even <laughs> mad. It was just like That's so dismissive. Yeah, he was. He was very dismissive. It was kind of like uh, when my son throws a tantrum, and I'm, you know, just put him in timeout. That's what he did with the headlock. I would like to see either just like a two-on-two, just two-on-two like tournament or something. Maybe sponsored by NBA Jam, a two-on-two tournament where the players call their own fouls, so it's just like a two-on-two pickup game, or uh, an NBA celebrity Jeopardy showdown hosted 
by Adam Silver. I would think Can that would be incredibly entertaining. Find out, like, allow me, yeah. Allow me to tell you that you're on fire because I also wanted an NBA Jam style tournament. But check this out: slam ball. Slam. Put some of those. Put some of those trampolines out there. Uh, so you can throw some oops to guys. We certainly know we will never get NBA players on trampolines after watching look, on Spike TV that guy's leg snap in half. Look, yeah, we're, not gonna, we're not going to get UFC, NBA either, but allow me to dream. That's uh, true. It, interestingly, Joey Oder, with another question, answered his own question here. Because here's another question. Because this is the best, this is the best uh, competition. If you were storming into an opposing team's locker room to fight Austin Rivers and anyone who's got his back, what two NBA players do you bring along? I bring along um, Zach Randolph and yeah, of course. Nemanja Bielitsa. I don't know how you're going to beat that answer, but Chuck, give it a try. I will bring uh, James Johnson oh, nope. and Soft. Serge Ibaka together. <laughs> Both of them. You've got, you've got, you have a 50-50 chance there. Someone will be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I like, uh, Keith's answer is pretty hard to beat, but uh, just give me, uh, give me the Morris twins because twins are creepy. <laughs> and they have, and they, and they have proven themselves uh, as, as scrappers in, and, in myriad ways. And they will have the, the getaway car ready. Absolutely. I think um, specifically something here we've missed is that uh, two of the players I'd probably want going with me actually went in there with Chris Paul, Trevor reason, Gerald green. I'd, yeah. Yeah, I'd go with those guys down a dark alley, you know, and not be worried too much. I'm not, uh, you know, they, they, they got hands. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and doubt that selection. Chuck. I don't think they, Why I, is that? I, I, I think they're, they're purely hold me back style. You're, you're only, you're only judging Ariza on the state farm commercial. It's true. He's recently had no business being it's true. In. That's uh, completely true. All right. Well, those were some croissant questionnaires submitted by our Patreon supporters. If you want to support our show and submit your own questions, you can do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. Another way you can support the show and have incredible amounts of fun is download the draft app. I have still without fail played draft every single day. Since I first downloaded it, maybe, uh, I don't know how long ago it has been now. So go to draft.com slash fast break. You can sign up and play daily fantasy basketball, but it's with a snake draft. So you're not going to run into pros who are submitting lots of the same lineups over and over and over. It's not worth their time to do the little snake draft. The draft itself is really fun. And then it adds an extra element to watching games that night on fast break breakfast. We prefer the expert drafts. Where I yeah, took highly, highly recommend the expert drafts. You get I, to start players like Nemanja Bielica. Yeah, I started Kim Birch on consecutive days. It That's was Kim Birch. Yeah, Kim <laughs> 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 Birch. Ah, good way to way to stick to the physical comedy. That was good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you, you can play along with us. I'm on there as Fast Break Breakfast. So use the code Fast Break. You'll get a free $3 entry into any money game. The small stakes, $1 games are where it's at for me. So go to the iTunes store, the, the app store, the Android store, download the draft app, use the code Fast Break. You'll get a free game on us, and we can play fantasy basketball all the time. Once again, draft.com slash Fast Break. Break. 
All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? Guys, have you been following Miles Turner's bench celebration saga? <laughs> no. I haven't. Tell me. Does it, um, have, does it have anything to do with Gerald uh, Glenn Robinson III's metallic tie? No, but that thing is spectacular. But so Miles Turner, I mean, this guy has every reason in the world to be super, super sad about being injured. Because, you know, he was supposed to be maybe the featured player for the Pacers going forward. Oladipo's become that. Now DeMontis Sabonis has, you know, at the very least worked his way into, you know, a timeshare at that five spot, you know, that front court spot. But Miles Turner is celebrating so hard for his teammates that he's ripping his pants open on the sideline and then pulling some all-time level Jimmy Butler faces on the sideline. If you're not checking out Miles Turner, on the IR, doing his injured reserve celebrations. Do yourself a favor. The Pacers are a really fun team to watch anyways. And keep your eye on that bench because he's the king of the bench celebration right now. He's literally jumping out of his slacks. The, the well, sp- he- I'll say the split pants is one of the, the, the drawbacks to the stylish, hipstery, tight pants. You know, oh, you, you, know the you can st- look good, but then you're going to get a split every now and then. Hipster yeah, you- ninja man started with T- Tyson Chandler. You, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> Miles Turner's also uh, my favorite NBA player that also sounds like a jazz musician. Yeah, there you have it. Yeah, we were talking about this in, in, again in the Slack chat, which we'll keep, well, I guess we'll keep referring to the, the combo of like Miles Turner, Al Jefferson, and uh, Lance Stevenson. I mean, that's like a, mm-hmm. that sounds like a great little trio. Yeah. Is Langston Galloway still in the league? Uh, that he get, is. Get him, get him on the Pacers now. Right away. We had. They have a blind racist owner that is clamoring. <laughs> we need the Langston Galloway quintet. Mm, done. My best thing is uh, JJ Barea coming after John Wall. Not only did the Dallas Mavericks uh, take care of the always inconsistent Washington Wizards, John Wall slurred JJ Barea. He said, just a little midget trying to get mad? That is an offensive slur. You cannot use that term. J.J. Barea responded by saying uh, that, oh, he finally has someone in the NBA he doesn't like, and, quote, I don't think his teammates like him either. Uh, So he's used to it. So J.J. Barea just slandering John Wall as not being, you know, a likable person, that his teammates don't like him. Also, Zach Lowe points out. It's got legs. It's got legs. Yeah. Also, Zach Lowe points out that John Wall might be the laziest defender in the NBA, according to the uh, those little cameras tracking player movement. John Sport Wall, view. Sport view. John Wall walks, not travels like you know the the rules violation. Like he's actually walking more on the court than any other player. Second place is Dirk Nowitzki. So seventy five percent of the time on the court, he's just walking around, not running. So that's uh kind of amazing well i will give john wall is so damn fast that he's probably getting bored but let's also look at this how much taller is john wall than jj Brea? like four inches he's got him by half a foot well, let's go. wikipedia JJ, tells wikipedia says they're six and six four but jj Brea does seem way shorter than six no feet, dude he's he's yeah he's like five he's, five nine he, he's uh, yeah isaiah thomas uh right effectively yeah, There's I'm no way to, he's he's six uh, feet tall. I'm gonna have to call WikiLeaks on that, but yeah, that is. But I mean, I feel like JJ's got a point. John Wall does seem to clash with his boys. Like, 
him, him and Brad Bill still haven't gotten it together. The Wizards, this was uh, up for my worst week. They just had a terrible, terrible uh, players-only meeting and then lost to the Mavs, who've been slumping lately. So, I mean, I guess I'm Team Beret on this one. Wando's Didn't just lose. Them. They got destroyed. Right. Chuck, what's your best thing? Uh, my best thing is uh, this week, when speaking of the Wizards, uh, Charlotte was playing Washington, and uh, they, they were beating the, the pants off of them. And about four minutes remaining, and uh, the Hornets up by 22, um, Scotty Brooks picked Dwight Howard to, make, to take free throws in the place of <laughs> Michael Carter-Williams, who got ejected. Um, and Dwight, who was, you know, whatever, probably not paying attention and thinking about uh, one of his children's birthdays, that's probably that day, uh, went to the free throw line, hit the free throws, and then blew Scotty Brooks a little kissy poo. And it was oh. incredible. And also did the Sam Cassell big balls dance. And then did the Sam Cassell big balls dance. And this could be, uh, this could be an apology because I can't believe we didn't cover this, uh, especially with our fin- affinity for this place. But apparently Dwight Howard has just discovered Bojangles. And <laughs> oh, their biscuits. Um, he's, he's uh, infatuated with their blueberry biscuits and, um, he Bo has Bear, been Bo post- Berry biscuit, Bo Berry biscuit, Bo Berry biscuit. I'm sorry. And he's been, uh, uh, trumpeting their, uh, wonder and goodness on social media. So that, that could have been an apology for us, but yeah, uh, Dwight Howard, who, you know, besides all this, and this little, you know, funny moment has kind of, uh, t- taken a step towards respectability again in his career. Um, he's playing well, he's making, making some people's all-star teams. Well, and yeah. the Hornets are actually winning some games. Finally, they, they put together yeah. a, a decent little stretch. They've, uh, like, when they're not having incredible collapses against the heat where they let uh, James Johnson score five points in four seconds. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And then that Good foul call, I let's mean, go and talk about that foul call too. So unreal. Well, it's weird. The Hornets winning, winning some games. Kimball Walker has been, you know, now slandered again in the fictional Woj just stir the pot tweets. Um, <laughs> he's apparently available for trades. But the foul call, we were at the Grizzlies watch party, Ch- Chuck and me, and I thought the foul on Kelly Olenek with three tenths of a second left was abysmal. I am not one of those who thinks you call every second of the game the same. And Olenek fell down while dribbling, clumsy right. tripped over his feet, and they blew the whistle for, for yeah, like Dwight had his hand on him, but they didn't blow the whistle until he fell down. And I thought that was an egregious way to end a basketball game. I think 10 times out of 10, I would rather be like, oh, that guy just kind of fell down. There's a little contact. You can't end a game on that. And then I got a lot of blowback on Twitter where people are like, Twitter no, Homer. you for it. Man, someone with no followers called me a homer. Uh, <laughs> you you are historically uh, a an apologist, a Steve Clifford apologist. Well, I thought anything. you were going to say a referee apologist. I'm historically a well, referee apologist. Yeah, I would I, for, look for Keith to go after a ref like this. This is news, folks. Right. I, I um, so I thought it was a bad call, but Chuck, obviously, you are actually a homer. You are a Miami Heat fan. I am Heat a fan. homer, and this is you honestly felt like that was the right call. Uh, here's the thing, and this is something I think that goes completely unmentioned in this discussion. Uh, Kelly Olenek comes from the Tyler Hansborough school of always looking like you're getting fouled because of how goofy you are. 
Yeah. Right. And he uh, he's just kind of got that little, you know, little part of his game where he's like constantly always falling forward and controlling, a, you know, a, a fall. That's that's his whole life. And, you know, in 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 reality, though, Dwight extended his arm. If the the ref was looking at his arm, that's a foul. You know, ugh, this is ugh. yeah. Chuck Chuck has given such a ugh. soft, mealy mouthed answer that I ugh. am going to take that as I was right, and it, and it should uh, not have been called. Chuck, you know I, I don't want to agree with Keith. You know this. <laughs> I get you. Here's the thing: it doesn't matter anyway. After James Johnson scored five points in three seconds, that was the game was over. He took their breath away. He took if, my breath it, away. If it went to overtime, he we're gonna we're gonna take it, and it was it was a wrap anyway. The the mental part of the game had been already sealed. I don't know? like I don't like games ending on non-shooting fouls that aren't like blatant. I get it. And it wasn't it wasn't uh, a super egregious, but you can make the argument that his arm was extended and that's where yeah. Twitter ripped you up. All but this Twitter's talk always of wrong. fouls, all this talk of fouls reminds me of a little ditty I once heard. Oh. Dinklage, and it goes Dinklage, a little something Dinklage. like this. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Blue game edition. By just by myself, it. guys, just left me alone. I, love it. I can't game hit that high note. Of scones. Gotta, gotta, turn up. gotta turn up Chuck's headphones. Turn up his headphones. Mm. All right, guys, this is a very brief game of scones in which you'll have three strikes to guess two players. There are two players who are top ten this year in fouls, turnovers, blocks, and rebounds. That is two players who are in the top ten in all four categories of fouls, turnovers, blocks, and rebounds. I, when I give you an opportunity, you must try to name both of the players. You have three strikes. Keith, I'm going to let you go first for once. Andre Drummond. That's one strike. Chuck, your turn. Um, Dwight Howard. That's correct. Chuck, you get to keep going because you got one correct. Um, you, can, you can win the game this early. Let me get... Um, Vucci Mane? No, Vucevic? he's been hurt for a long time. Very bad oh, answer. That is a shame. Keith, sorry, can I'm you sick. finish it off? So, uh, well, f- fouls, rebounds, turnovers, and what? Locks. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Nailed it. Quickest game of scones ever, boys. That's Dwight Howard, seventh in blocks, fifth in rebounds, seventh in turnovers, sixth in fouls. And Boogie Cousins, buckle up, sixth in blocks, fourth in boards, first in turnovers, and first in fouls. I thought that was a really interesting stat. I thought it's been a really interesting year for both of them, especially in lieu of Boogie's enormous night last night. Also, I assume uh, Andre Drummond doesn't block enough shots to make that list. It's a defensive mm. call out. Damn, shots fired. I don't know if that's slander. Let me look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to be in trouble because he's got like really high defensive rating this year. <laughs> one, 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 one point two blocks. You know, has a terrible man. <laughs> Avery Bradley's yeah, defensive rating first, can't be any lower. I, I saw this again today. Jacob Goldstein on Twitter was throwing up all these like his luck adjusted defensive uh-huh. block plus minus. And uh, Avery Bradley is just the cancer that destroys all Pistons. Uh, it, it carried over from him playing on the Celtics. That that we think he's good at defense, but his defensive rating is terrible. Uh, it, it is it, that has traveled. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Andre Drummond's, you know, top 15 in blocks and number one in defensive rating. So we might not want to go that route, but uh, I just thought it was really interesting. Both those guys are having like years like this. And uh, especially, you know, Dwight, I feel like we'd written him off. I know there's a lot of fouls and a lot of turnovers, but uh, especially since he, unlike Boogie, isn't uh, turning any assists out. But uh, I just think it's, it's been an interesting year for both of those guys. Right. Dwight, not, not really what I expected. Dwight's turnovers are inexcusable. Like he, right. he, he really should have hardly any turnovers. But anyway, right. those, those were our uh, steak and eggs with a game of scones hidden underneath. The opposite of steak and eggs is cream of wheat. Worst of week. What's the worst thing you saw? I was really ready to talk about that Wizards game, but we've already done it. So let's talk about the ending of that Clippers game that featured not one, but two coaches being tossed. Give me, give me more detail. Oh, the, the uh, Monday, Monday nights Clippers uh, Wolves game, right? Correct. And and the Clippers had everything set up to win this game. Carl Anthony Towns only made one field goal. Jimmy Butler was out. Uh, But instead, and Blake Griffin had like a, a, a 32, 12, 12 triple double. Uh, but instead they b- blow the game in one of the most painful ways possible with Lou Williams shooting up multiple ill-advised long threes instead of getting to the hoop when they have plenty of time. Uh, Blake Griffin having one of the most hilarious double dribbles after securing a turnover. And then not only does Doc get tossed, Mike Woodson gets tossed, Sam Big Ball's aforementioned Cassell gets a technical and almost got a trifecta of toss coaches. And while this is happening, DeAndre Jordan has disappeared from the bench and it's rumored to have been traded. It was just a complete, it was, it was so bad. It was good to be honest. It, it definitely falls <laughs> into my Schadenfreude special, but I really, it, it was, uh, you know, had to be some cream of wheat worse the week when you see a game, just go down in flames like this for the Clippers. I had that on one of my televisions and I had it muted as I started to watch the Netflix original bright on my other television. So I missed a lot of the details of what was going on on both televisions. I, like, I, w- I kept looking over at, at the Clippers Wolves being very confused, like unsure w- what was happening with the sound off. It, w- it was quite perplexing. Uh, Andrew Wiggins and Jeff Teague were happening all over the Clippers chest. <laughs> Are we going to do a bright specific podcast? Because I think we should. Uh, yeah, that we're, will we're probably def- we're definitely getting to bright at some point. Bright will be, uh, I am watching it this week. I'm in. I'm in the process. Uh, I punched out at least 12 minutes yesterday. Uh, well I'm not. Done. I'm not lost yet. But that'll probably go up behind a paywall uh, for oh, for, yeah. for our, our Patreon only people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my my cream of wheat is our man Sala Mejri, who plays a lot. He's suddenly developed a bit of. I don't know. I think he's now public enemy number, I don't know, seven. He's not high on the list. But some fan bases are getting mad at him. He's starting to make plenty of enemies of other NBA players. He had some run-ins with the Blazers and Yusuf Nurkic. And then he gets ejected from, again, this incredible Mavs-Wizards game. And he's, he's yelling at the players, yelling at the Wizards. And then his own coach, Rick Carlisle, says, you've scored two effing points. Get off the effing court. <laughs> so he he's, he's tells him to get lost. Oh, and, wow, uh, 
Carlisle has since apologized for his unprofessional and untoward behavior, saying he should never respond like that. And he went on to say, I will keep playing Solomedry as long as it means Nerland's Noel will never get on the court as a Dallas Maverick. Oh, God. I can't even think about Nerland's Noel's contract gaff anymore. It causes me actual pain. I want to do a highlights of the most lost money in NBA history. And I'm not talking about Antoine Walker at a casino. I'm talking right. about guys who did not take contracts. There's the really sad ones. There's the Mario Chalmers who, who blew their Achilles out right, right before they were about to get the, the giant money bag of that, all that 2016 free agent money that was given out to everyone. There's the, you know, like the number one is Donuts Modi Yunus, who people right. have seemingly forgotten just a year ago, the Nets gave him a $37 million offer sheet, which his agent screwed up. And he's like he's never gonna play in the NBA again, so oh. it's pretty sick. Also, Nerlens Noel uh, blowing seventy million dollars. Also, things that would make you vomit without the these, flu. These stories ends with end with bullets. This is a nightmare. It is. Uh, we can't make this list. Ugh. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how you even run through that. Chuck, what's I your still, uh, like? I still get like upset if I like don't use all the like if I give twenty bucks at the gas pump and then like I don't get to use it all. I get like profoundly physically upset if something like that happened to me that i'd walk into the ocean immediately i'm not explain this gas pump thing what do you mean oh like you prepay you prepay yeah. you, you go inside you got your credit cards oh. out take 20 on 20 on pump four and then you get to the to the pump and you only have 1995 it goes uh worth of gas oh. needed before you're over over pumping and I, you've left you, five you cents on the you table can't, you can't just pour that five cents on the ground I mean, you should pour out, <laughs> pour out a little for the homies. <laughs> that that I, know, I, I, I literally didn't know what you're talking about. I've never, I've never had that experience. Like I've never overpaid. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm pretty the, I'm sure the they refund I, it to I, you. I don't really like to put, like, have ex- I don't want anyone getting my extra gas. I like to put in exactly how much gas there is. I don't want like my my uh, my ex-wife or whatever most people have to get that to get that extra gas. I don't want them drive around with my stuff. That's my gas. So this this sounds like it might be my problem. <laughs> That's pretty good. Chuck, did you do a worst a week? No. I got one though. There's a lot. There's a lot of awful in the NBA right now. Um Kobe Bryant uh <laughs> is nominated f- for a fucking Oscar. Get out of my face. <laughs> um, uh, but something that just happened. Uh, was it, is it for irreversible? Oh, that's not. We can't. Do that. <laughs> no, it's all right. Not I enough. Not he, enough people get that joke, so it'll be fine. I think he was in. I think he was in like Mike. Um, anyway, the the cringiest thing that I've seen um, just happened a few hours ago on uh, one LeBron James's Instagram, um, where he posted a picture of himself from high school, and then proceeded to uh, write a social media post to his former self in high school, congratulating Aww. himself on scoring 30,000 points in the NBA. Oh, Chuck, that's beautiful. If he would have, no. if he would have filmed it, he probably could have gotten an Oscar nomination next year. Of course. Here's the thing. You know what he did? He just read that Quentin Richardson article that oh, yeah. players tribune. And he's like, yeah, I want to also talk to me from 
uh, decades ago. That makes sense. And it's he's just he's swagger surfing. That's what he's all, doing. All he's not original. He's not original. He's just a, a run of the mill superstar. Who cares about him? <laughs> Chuck, 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 <laughs> so Chuck, so scorned. Chuck got the flamethrower out. <laughs> the Kobe Oscar the, nomination. This, this flu game flame is not very. It's not blue, baby. <laughs> he is. Uh, LeBron James is the uh, is the Starbucks Frappuccino of uh, legendary basketball players. What do you guys just, think? Uh, he, he, he no, knows, yeah, I'm sorry, John. Out. Chuck needs to finish that because once again, okay. I'm confused. Oh, no, he, he's he's just like uh, he's a b- basic, you know. Oh, okay. He's just not, you know, he's just not cool or interesting. He's he's a basketball savant, and he's probably the greatest player I've ever seen play. Sounds but pretty interesting. This this, this yeah this this hate is unreasonable, and it's now. Uh, it is. Don't yeah. I was like, I don't I don't understand this at this, all. <laughs> None of this is reasonable, but I don't know. He's just a, I, I, that I saw the post and it made me cringe. Maybe close. I just like, I like seeing LeBron look that young again. Cause I only remember LeBron looking Greg Oden old. <laughs> yeah. Like I never remember LeBron looking that young. So that was kind of fun. By the way, happy um, birthday, Greg Oden. I believe he's 30. Indeed. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Kobe Bryant Oscar nomination. This bothers me not even for any weird off the court things. And maybe I'm wrong here. Obviously filmmaking is generally a pastime of, of the well-to-do the people who mm-hmm. can afford to get into it. But I like to think of the short film category as where someone can get discovered or scrape together their money or do a Kickstarter. It's like the way that kind of other people break into film. And usually in my mind, these are not the rich people. Maybe they are. Maybe these people all, you know, their parents paid for them to go to whatever NYU film school. And this is their thing. But the, 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 the idea, me, you jerk. yeah, that was all. That was all for John Burr. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the idea of a guy worth whatever Kobe's worth, like getting an Oscar nomination for a short film. In my mind, it's like that's just taken away from some other person who wanted to be discovered. So it made me feel. Bad. I mean, but maybe is, I'm off base there. All this stuff with uh, with Kobe and Hollywood is just you know blatant attempt of uh, him to pass Jordan in his post playing day success because Jordan, I don't know guy if you guys know this, but space jam only got 38% on rotten tomatoes, Uh-oh. you know, really? And Kobe's about to get, yeah, it deserved it. It's an awful film. It is what, bad. What, is the, what is, what is the muse cage have? Called? <laughs> it's called deer basketball. Do we yeah, ever determine that if that secret tunnel in the Staples center led directly to the muse cage? No, we didn't get yeah, on didn't. that Chuck. I'll Google it right now. Get on that. <laughs> basically, all, all uh, Kobe wants is to get, he wants to have the double EGOT, which uh, is the yeah. the Emmy, SB, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. That's what he's oh. going for. He's trying to dominate in uh, retirement like he did in his playing days. Uh, against the Raptors, yes. Yes. <laughs> all right, those were our cream of wheat. Moving on to... Hassan Whiteside cocks it back to Waffle House presents scattered, smothered, covered thoughts. What are other things going on in the NBA? I have one. Oh, I do we too. should mention it. Jason Kidd got fired. Woo! John, I take it that makes you pleased? 
Free at last. Free at last. Thank God almighty. MLK Day came late, y'all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah it, it's about time that they got rid of Jason Kidd because he is a, uh, a bad basketball coach who was uh, squandering a, a, a good youthful roster and making excuses because they're not 25 yet. You know, it just it was time for him to go. I don't know how I mean, anybody could have could have kept him on the bench after he did that whole spill the cup thing. You know? Oh, I love that. No, that that was that. that's that actually was... on his greatest hits. That'll be on his tribute video. That, that, that was really just changed. poorly. That got executed. him some goodwill for me. That got goodwill for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he had to go, and really, with they've got Jabari Parker coming back, you couldn't really give him any more opportunities, or you know, he, he, this. I feel like this is the perfect time to cut. Yeah, I mean, what do they, you guys yeah. think? They, they've slipped to eight, what, eighth in the conference standings. They're bad at defense, just flat out bad right. at defense. He seems to encourage the long twos, which everyone in analytics has, you know, we've pretty much proved that's like that's bad. They're awful. I actually, uh, in one of my fantasy leagues, traded away Chris Middleton yesterday, hours before the news broke, and that did oh, hurt no. me. You know, I love Chris Middleton, but as the news broke, I was like, sweet. Now Chris Middleton will probably only play 30 minutes a game, as he probably should, you know. Right. And and stop jacking indiscriminately all the time. Again, Chris Middleton, I love you, but I felt like I might have, I might have gone out on top there. Did you see? Did you guys see uh, their GM give the press conference? I think is it, is it John Horst? Is that his yeah. name? Mm. He uh, he he's he's he looks younger than all of us. He might actually be younger than all of us. Uh, just seems like a dude. Just seems like, like, oh, that's a random dude who gets to fire Jason yeah, he, Kidd. He, he looks like he blogs. Oh, like yeah. He's just got a real blogger face. And we, and, we, and, and we say that with all the uh, appropriate all disdain. Uh, yeah. That might come with that. Yeah. I mean, this is the, this is the team that's like 10th in simple rating system, like defensively unbelievably poor considering their length and the style of players they have. Uh, they play a style that is antithetical to what their makeup is as a team. Really, if you don't fire kid, you're not even giving these kids a chance to win. Well, also, so, and also their, their net rating is terrible. Their net rating yeah. is, is 22nd. Cleaning the glass has them as 22nd in the NBA in, in net rating. Probably a team that's only expected to win 36 games. So that, that that's pretty bad. Uh, th- Another fun net rating stat that uh, power listener Monte World Peace pointed out. The Miami Heat and the Dallas Mavericks have the exact same expected wins. Like, they they have the net rating, a negative 1.2 differential of a 38-win team. However, Miami is seven games over 500, and the Mavs are 15 games under 500. So there's a... uh, there's a bizarre that, stat for you. It, that really is bizarre. Although I do think the Mavs are better than their record, and I think the Heat are really fun and interesting team to watch. But really, we're I do, we can't leave this kid thing without uh, mentioning the Dickensian whimsy that is the name Joe Prunty. <laughs> Prunty, and how excited I am to have him as a coach in this league. I like and to I hope, say Prunty. I hope Prunty? that I hope that interim tag gets lifted. Come on, on Prunty, you got to get that. That fruity flavor in there. Mm-hmm. Prunty that's time. A, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, but there's so much more to talk about. I mean, more controversy. Damian Lillard having a meeting with the owner. Yeah. What are, we, yeah. What are the winds from Portland telling us? 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's probably, you know, scarier sounding than it is. But uh, you have to wonder, like, with the rumors of DeAndre, does that mean Nurk needs to go? I mean, there's people who talk about McCollum and Lillard being too, you know, defensively liable to really take them anywhere. I mean, it looks like Dame is running the show if he's able to get those kinds of meetings. I wonder what's going to happen. I really would have liked to seen, like, if they were filming this, to, to like have Dame walking out of Paul Allen's office and then like CJ McCollum looks up and sees Dame leaving the office and he's just thinking to himself like, what did they say in there? Oh, yeah. Because I mean, you got to think CJ. I mean, you know, what, what does it mean for him? I feel like Blazers fans are, are finally wrapping their minds around like, you know what? Maybe let's trade CJ. Even though we love him. Maybe it is time well, to trade him. CJ was is like the most logical choice, but then after hearing the DeAndre rumors, that makes me think that Nurk is the odd man out. Well, that is crazy. Mm. The Clippers, it makes beyond no sense for them to trade DeAndre Jordan for, for Yusuf right. Nurkic because Yusuf Nurkic has to sign a contract next year. And unless you right. have some guarantee that you can sign him for not very much money, because I would not want to pay Nurkic. But it is funny. Uh, Nurkic, who pretty much tanked on the Nuggets, and then goes to Portland and is like, I feel comfortable as long as I, I know I'm wanted. And he said something to that effect, like hours before the news that the Blazers were interested in DeAndre Jordan. So I don't know what fallout from that might be. It doesn't seem great. I mean, it's just a strange situation all over the league right now. I mean, I, I've never, I can't remember, maybe you're right, maybe it's all soap opera, because I can't remember ever like hearing of so many meetings, team meetings, player meetings, player player owner coach meetings, like have we always been privy to this or is this a new, a new news cycle that we live in? I think all these, I think it's just the day and age. Everybody's trying to like, nobody's fighting anymore for real. You know, nobody's getting into in throwing hands at practice. So they have to go to, you know, a kumbaya meeting. Well, nobody's practicing. About, well, They're getting yes, the, the they don't, they don't practice and they get their fights on Martin Luther King day only. So. Yeah. But and we, have, and we haven't even talked about the Kawhi, the Kawhi rift. Is that a thing? That can't be a thing, that's right? That's not a thing. That's a made-up story by Woj, who's just trying to stir the pot for ESPN. I don't <laughs> think that there's... I'm, uh, Jalen Rose uh, just uh, came out and said that campaign. Yeah, he, he thinks... Uh, he thinks... Um, he said on first take, he thinks Kawhi's leaving. Um, he wants out of Pray Santa. tell, <laughs> Chuck, who does Jalen Rose work for? He, oh, oh, ES, ESPN. ESPN. They're just generating their own news. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot like uh, it's a lot like how Fox and Friends will like report something that like a fake blog from Russia yeah. wrote about, and then by this the is end how of elections the day, are won. It is Sean how... Hannity is reporting it as news. Yeah, man. This is this is, is all fake news. Yep, it's all fake news. I mean, it, there's if there's anything about all this drama, like. R.C. Buford's going to end up the next president. This is a disaster. (laughs) It's the Spurs being anything but a well-run organization. You know, everything that has uh, occurred that would normally throw a wrench into, you know, a franchise's um, mechanics hasn't for the Spurs. Tony Parker was just casually told this week, hey, bro, you're not going to start. And Tony was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not as good as the guy who's taking my place. And, you know, that that's part and parcel of the... I know we probably get 
sick of me uh, talking about it, but culture matters, you know. Well, I mean, also, and, and, I mean, Parker's going to be a good soldier because R.C. Buford has buried a lot of hookers for him. That is true. For sure. And uh, uh, deleted a lot of text messages to his uh, teammates' wives. Yeah. Indeed. Exactly. All right. Moving from uh, kind of the gray, fanciful imaginations of our conspiracy theories to the hard and fast data-driven black and white reality of the awards segment of the program. This is the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award given each week to the worst performance in a box score. This week we have several honorable mentions. Devin Booker, 2 for 14. Eric Gordon, 2 for 14. James Harden, 3 for 15. Tyreek Evans, 3 for 16. Willie Cauley-Stein with a Stunning five for twenty as a rim running big. That's just incredible. Tyreek Tyreek three for sixteen means Stone Cold just whipped your ass. Uh, And also Lance Stevenson, who surprisingly missed a nomination with a one for twelve, something he accomplished in only sixteen minutes. Wow, is glorious. All right, we have three nominees presented as they occurred chronologically through the week. Ish Smith in a loss at Toronto. One for 12. Three points, five boards, five assists, one steal, one block, one turnover, one foul. One for 12, three points, and then his other ish things. LaMarcus Aldridge in a loss at Toronto. Six for 25. However, 17 points, 14 boards, two assists, one steal, two blocks, and one personal foul. Six for 25. He's the only player to have a six for 25 this season. Eric Gordon, our final nominee. He was two for 14 in a win against the Golden State Warriors. Two for 14, six points, three boards, two assists, one steal, and two personal fouls. So our three nominees, Ish Smith, one for 12, three points. LaMarcus Aldridge, six for 25, 17 and 14, though. And Eric Gordon, two for 14, six points. I really want to give it to that six for 25, but I think I got to go Ish. Ish? Yeah. I'm going to go Eric Gordon. Ooh. Do you need to do the entire stat line to help you decide, Chuck? I love it when I get to make a decision because... They they uh, beat the Warriors, though. They did beat the Warriors, and again, the Rockets are undefeated this year when, what, Capella, Harden, and Paul play, and that Mm -hmm. includes two wins against the Warriors, home and away. Not bad, not bad. Now, here's a discussion that uh, came up. I forgot who mentioned it uh, on the Slack chat, but is it more impressive to have a crappy shooting night when you lose or when you win? Should that help your cause for an iShop nomination or, or, or win, or should it help? Did the victory matter is what I'm saying. I don't, you know, I think sometimes the victory can be a tiebreaker. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like the, I don't like the, the result even matters that much for me personally. Right. Because it's just the box score. That's what we're doing. We're taking it all in a vacuum. I mean, I, I think you can include the win or loss as part of that data that's in. It's obviously in the box score. You can see who won. Right. So yeah. I think it's a, per, I think too, it's a yeah. personal choice. I guess that, that's where I'll, that's where I'll land on it. All right. So then I'll do um, Ishmith. Because I just like saying Ish Smith. Ish Smith, formerly of the canceled series Ish Place 30. 
Mm-hmm. Ish Smith, congratulations. You are this week's International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award winner. I will say there have been three players in NBA history who have multiple six for 25 games. Oh, my. I don't know if you guys want to want to real quick. Do I'm a, scared. Do a second. Do I know these are normally impossible. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. A second quick game of scones. You guys are pretty much guessing two names, even though there are three names. Anyway, only three people in NBA history have gone six for 25 from the field more than once. So, can you name the three players? Give me Kobe. Kobe is correct. Yeah. Give me Allen Iverson. That's correct. All right. I feel like we won. We won. Uh, The final one. Here's a hint. Played on the San Antonio Spurs in the early 80s. Irvin. I'm sorry, say that again. Iceman. Irvin. Nope. George Gervin. He was oh. the 70s, right? Uh, yeah, more of the 70s, yeah. I have no idea who played for the uh, Spurs before 1993. Spurs in the 80s? Uh, I'm going to give you the answer because I don't know him. It is Mike Mitchell. Yeah, Mike, that's not a real yeah. name. Mitchell. Wow. wow. You just hit a, a button and like a, an old NBA name generator popped that one out for you. That's all fabricated fake news. Wasn't he like a wasn't he like a union delegate? What's going on here? Could have been. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of Mike Mitchell stew history. I will uh I, yeah. know, I know there was one in the NFL. All right. Before we get to a Memphis Grizzlies epilogue, and by the way, the Grizzlies have earned an epilogue, winning five, five, stra- five, five straight, straight home games. Home. Uh par fadeaway. What things are we looking forward to? In the upcoming week. Ooh, I don't know if, if it's going to be, uh, if they're going to be wearing them uh, this week, but the Miami Heat just released those uh, Miami Ooh, Vice wait. jerseys. And boy, I know Celtics fans who have to buy that jersey. I'm, I'm, prob- City. I'm probably going to get uh, Liam, who's a, a Celtics fan and, and Patreon supporter, a Kelly Olenek uh, a Miami Vice jersey. Um, <laughs> it is pastel and beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's probably—I mean—it's one of my favorite jerseys ever. And it took me 30 seconds to make that decision because it's my team. But uh, yeah, it's pretty—it's pretty dope. Uh, it, you could just imagine if like DJ Ronnie Cycli was wearing it in the 80s, um, just how much cocaine he would have been doing. You know, like out kilos. Who is the first? What is the first Miami Heat news story which is tied to these jerseys, which makes the entire city and franchise uncomfortable? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that the, <laughs> if we, if you want to go like Miami Vice, the TV show, there's really nothing there. But if you want to take in the history of Miami as basically a money laundering capital of America yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. for, for decades... Um, that's probably not what you want to do is like, you know, make it, Hey guys, we were all, all, this whole city skyline was built off of, uh, bricks of Coke. Well, Dion, that's not something you want to highlight. I believe Dion waiters loses money because he didn't play enough games this year. Like he did not fulfill one part of his contract. So I got, I have some, I have some concerns. Maybe we're going to see Dion on a go fast boat. Maybe trying to pull off a uh, some, <laughs> some, some maybe Cuba, some, baby. maybe something Cuba, illicit. I, I don't know. Wearing yeah, wearing like, his own 
He's in the go fast boat. Like the Coast Guard is like Rocket and Gong Lee, baby. Yeah, do it. The Coast Guard's like, we weren't sure who it was, but then we can see this bright square grouper everywhere. Square grouper. This bright neon pink Dion Waiters jersey, like a beacon in the night. Riding in a biplane with Mickey Monday. Mickey Monday. I was waiting for that. Give me that cocaine (laughs) godmother. That's what I'm talking about. But I think I think what's what's incredible, I mean the, the jerseys themselves, they're great. But the way the jerseys were released, it, it's, well, it was a wonderful, uh, you know, marketing move. They teased the jersey. Then they said, that's not the jersey. Then the rest of the league uh, released their jerseys, the, the city jerseys that they had. But Miami didn't. Then they made a video for the jerseys um, and then made a photo with a player who was wearing the jersey, but you couldn't see the jersey. Like it, it's it it is ridiculous how much of uh, uh, kind of like sleight of hand has been going on to try to build some buzz for this thing, and it's giving worked. you a night call, giving you a night call. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to what we were supposed to do this week, but we'll do it next week. The hot chip, hot stove trade talk challenge. We're gonna eat one of those horrible ghost pepper chips and see if we live or die. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, John. Do not want to do it. Well, I'm just the trades. If there's not a trade by next yeah. week when we when we have a full episode, I will be distraught pulling yeah. my hair out. All right, we'll stick I around. I think we could expect one. All right, we'll stick around for the Grizzlies epilogue. If you want to support the show, do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. Please download the draft app, draft.com slash fast break. Come play one dollar or more. They got bigger games. John, uh, John got discouraged that none of us liked the uh, like the rush of, of the bigger ten and twenty five dollar games. I'll be back. I'll be back. So yeah, John's I, I, on there. I'm on there. Chuck, uh, maybe get your uh, your PayPal account unsuspended. You can get back on there. And uh, yeah, play the draft app. It's super fun. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Like us on Facebook. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Shout out Kim Birch. <laughs> Alright, hey, Grizzlies epilogue. The Grizzlies are winning games. They've won like they five, shouldn't. They've won five straight at home. Spell Mike with the Y in this they, country. Uh, they could have won, I think, seven straight at home. They lost close games to the Wizards, and, and then they lost a game to the Celtics. Like This team would have been fun. With Mike Conley. They kind of were fun, Real fun for a couple weeks with Mike it Conley. It would have been fun. Imagine if they would have kept Tony Allen and, and Zach Randolph. Dude, oh, you're God, just trying to God. instigate us. No. I've, I know. If Tony Allen hadn't uh, had been playing basketball, maybe I, I would have filled a little worse. So, so, yes, obviously they're winning games, and we want them to lose games as for the health of their franchise. However, Wayne Selden, Broccoli Rob won't let us, man. They however, us. yeah, like – they're losing, they're winning games in ways that I find completely good. As right. in, they're playing their young guys. They yeah. are resting like they won when Mark Gasol sat. They're not rushing back Mike Conley. Like that, they pulled up a you know the two-way player Mike Henry, and he played great. Wayne Selden has had some incredible games. The biggest story for me is I've been very, very pleased with Bickerstaff. Yeah. Which I didn't see coming. Like, uh, you know, I thought it would, you know, the I wanted uh, Fisdale gone, but for, you know, reasons that weren't necessarily on the court reasons all the time. And I didn't think Bickerstaff would be able to kind of 
but he's he's put guys into the positions to succeed. I've been extremely pleased. Yeah, the and, team, and he's made and he's made the season fun as well. Yeah, they they're kind of fun. Um, Ivan Rab, who is right now, if if he retired, would have the greatest field goal percentage in NBA history. He's. I'm not going to worry about that, Keith. He's eighty-five uh, percent <laughs> from the field uh, on on Unreal. his career. But like, I, I like what I'm seeing from him. Just you know, the small glimpses we're getting, uh, and I also think they've prepped themselves to be able to make moves. All the rumors you hear, like teams might be interested in James Ennis. James Ennis is not like seeming like he's a big part of this team doing yeah. well recently. Like I, I've always been a, kind of a big fan of James Ennis. Like I wish he would play more. Like he, he got run in a few games. I like, was playing over 30 minutes a game, but I think they can get like a second round pick for him or maybe a future player. I know nuggets. Um, a lot of nuggets writers are kind of hoping like you could do something simple. Like John, would you be interested in bringing in Emmanuel Moody? for James Ennis like that would probably be done straight up or they might even send a second round pick to make that happen and for me I'm like hey why not send a pick yeah why not yeah Uh, and then and then then Tyreek Evans obviously playing well like you trade him and so as far as the overall view of either winning games that's bad the good thing is the other teams at the bottom of the standings are also winning also games. Losing. Yeah, yeah, well, they're right, also right. winning. Like like the Magic yeah, also, have yeah, finally won. Right. Like the Hawks have won a couple games. So the Grizzlies are still where they can drop down hard if they need to. But my it, favorite thing about this streak is that it's happened at home, which is important for the fan base, and that the other teams we need to 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 not move around have not moved around too much. Right. So it actually it hasn't been as devastating a winning streak as as one might think coming from a you know. A, a super basketball dork who wants his team to lose for God knows what reason, but that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm really, I'm really worried about your guys' tank, though. This tank yeah. is. No, it'll be uh, fine. I, nah, I, yeah, I, I'm just worried about it. I think there's, there's time to make a, you know, a drastic move to ensure that next, uh, the next year's lottery pick is is reasonable. And look, man, I we think, are still behind the Lakers. We need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, the as Lakers we record <laughs> on Tuesday afternoon, they are they are tied with the Lakers. Like the Lakers are going to pass them. I'm still confident the Mavericks are going to pass them. Right now, the Grizzlies right. have played four more home games than road games. On the road, they still look pretty much lifeless. Generally, I, I think it's going to work itself out. I think they're going to make some trades. They're going to clear up the roster. They're going to focus on next season. One of the other good things about Mike Henry playing is that means they have not made Kobe Simmons like a full roster player as there was like, I was right. worried they were going to. They're maintaining yeah, roster flexibility. Like Mario Chalmers, I assume, is going to be gone at some point. So as long as they maintain an open mind, an open roster to listen to other offers, like if they are willing to take in some salary and even some salary for next year, like they might be able to get several assets coming up on this trade deadline. So yeah, they're not taking advantage of, of a chance to get to the bottom of the tankathon standings like they could, but they're winning on the strength of young players playing better. And there's like I don't see how that can help. That can hurt us in the long run. So I, I'm not too distraught over it, honestly. Though I need to pay more attention to their games. I feel like I have What's them. On, I feel like I have them on, and I'm not even seeing them though. Yeah. Oh. What's up with uh, Marvin Bagley? Who's who? What's it? What's his deal? He's a college player, and so I can't talk about him. Can we can we try to uh, secure the Bagley? Uh, the, the hashtag? You want to slap the Bagley? The thing. Chuck, have you just now heard of that? I'm Luka Doncic, baby. Yeah, no, oh, I just I, I just read it on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need no, it. Secure the Bagley's been a thing for a while. Is it? He, I, uh, I don't know what secure the Bagley is either. Just fill me in. Oh, just secure the bag. 
and then it's a Bagley. Oh. But like oh, Marvin Bagley. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think I think Bagley was like the top prospect for a while, but he's since he has, been passed yeah, he by. Been. He's he's a lotto pick. The Doncic, the Trey Young. Yeah, I, I I am now on Team Tank. Team, hang on to Conley and Gasol. I, I've always kind of been on that. Get rid of everybody. Have. Get rid of everybody you don't need. Let's get a top draft pick and uh, run it back next year. Maybe it'll be fun. See you later, Macklemore. Oh, Peace yeah. out. Peace out, Tyreek. We loved you for a, a minute, but you were only here to keep our beds warm until we That's get right. younger, more talented players. And uh, we we can end we're, it. We're the Goldilocks Grizzly Bears. We can end it <laughs> on uh, acknowledging Ben Macklemore's revenge game against the Kings on, on Zebo Night. Points against Kings don't count. The Kings are just doing horrendous things to secure losses, which, hey, they need to do, so good on them. Yep. All right, well, you guys, uh, thanks for checking out the Grizzlies epilogue. John and Chuck, you guys get better. See you guys over at draft.com slash fast break. Arrive safely. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fast break, break, man. You understand? <laughs>